of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today is a great day, the day we celebrate the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is what we have been preparing for during this novena, and we have been looking at the different aspects of the life of Our Lady. And today we want to begin with that joy that already in today's liturgy points to that great joy. I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul, for he has clothed me with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice like a bride adorned with her jewels. These are words from, from the prophet Isaiah that already prepare us for that great event of our salvation. It's a very beautiful thing, actually, whenever we read, whenever we go back to the Old Testament. And there we see the, what has been prefigured, what has been prepared, and what will find its fulfillment in the New Testament. Those people, the Jewish people, were already rejoicing at what would happen, what would find fulfillment much later. And they didn't even know when that was going to happen. Times it took centuries. Uh, but they were already rejoicing, even without being aware of what was going, what God was going to do. But they, they had already seen some of the things that God had done. But they still had no idea what God had in store for them. So we rejoice now because we have seen already the joy that comes from seeing just how close God is to us. That's 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 the Emmanuel. That's the God who is with us, who is not just for us, in our favor, God who is with us, among us, one like us. And this is what we, we then celebrate whenever we are celebrating, remember, the mysteries of the life of the Blessed Virgin Mary. They always point towards the mystery of Christ. So the, the, the great joy of the Immaculate Conception always points towards the joy of the Incarnation. Mary was preserved from original sin, from all stain of sin, so that she could be that dwelling place for the Son of God. So she is prepared for that great role that she's going to play as the mother of God. And then, as, as we have seen, she is also the mother of the redeemed. She is not only the mother of the Redeemer, she is also the mother of the redeemed. So this is great. That's why we are rejoicing, because we consider it to be the greatest marvel. It is a marvel that we look at, we admire, and we celebrate. That's what we do as human beings. When it is something great, we want to celebrate it. Uh, we want to come together also as a community and celebrate together whenever we can. And this is one of the greatest gifts that God has given to mankind. His own son has become one like us. 
and, and we will constantly, we will always be uh, considering how great a mystery it is that he has loved us so much that he has wanted to become one like us. And then it is so that he can save us, so that he can get us out of that misery that is also the greatest misery. So the greatest marvel goes with the greatest misery, that is the misery of sin. And he comes in order to draw us out of that misery. And in order for, for, for him to do that, he shows us then what his plan is, the plan of salvation, what he has kept in store for us. St. Paul actually calls it a, a mystery that has been hidden for all ages. But now it has been revealed to us. What is that mystery? It is the mystery of the person of Jesus Christ. And this is how he's going to be revealed. <laughs> he's, he's born of a woman. That woman, also very special woman, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who is going to be the link between heaven and earth. God, Jesus Christ, who is perfect God, he is going to become one like us. How is he going to become one like us? Through being born. The way we also become human. We are born by our mothers. And that way we can share with the rest of mankind what we have in common. So Jesus Christ then does that. And, and then he, he prepares then the, the Blessed Virgin Mary for that role. And this is, this is what we have been looking at because then it tells us something about not just our Lord Jesus Christ, not just about the Blessed Virgin Mary, but it also tells us what God has kept in store for us. Because this is for us, for each one of us, individually. But also, it is also for all of us as a community. That's what we are as Christians. We are a communion of believers. We have the same faith. And that brings us together. We have the same mission. So we have the same purpose. We also have... The, the same destiny, we, we, we want to go to heaven. And all of us want to go to heaven. We want everybody to come to heaven with us. So that's, that's our destiny. And so it says something about us. And when we look at then the life of Mary, it tells us something about us. And I wanted us then to use a, a prayer that the church uses. And you can use it, you can use it always in your prayer. Because you can use many other Text today is, is a day where all the, the even the biblical texts we read from the book of Genesis, we also read the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. They are so rich in meaning, uh, like that letter to the Ephesians, so rich in meaning, telling us of how God has thought of us even before the, he made the world. Even before he made the world, he, he consecrated, he thought of each one of us. And this is what he does, especially in the Blessed Virgin Mary. So there's this prayer, it's called the preface, it's just the prayer at the beginning of the Eucharistic prayer. And it is the one that we, we use, not the one we use on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, but we use it on another Feast of Our Lady, when we consider Mary as the mother of the church. So Mary as mother of Jesus, who is the head, but... She is also the mother of the body. So she is the mother of the whole Christ. That's how St. Augustine would call her. She is the mother of the whole Christ. Both the head and the body, the members. So the, the prayer goes like this. 
receiving we honor we are saying that we we want to honor god for all his blessings and we we want especially to honor then him through the blessed so all the things he has done through the blessed virgin mary because first receiving your word in her immaculate heart she was found worthy to re- conceive him in her virgin's womb and giving birth to the creator she nurtured the beginnings of the church so she received that word this is also very much from saint augustine who would say that she became the mother of jesus first of all through hearing the word and we have considered that already on one of the days of the novena how she listened to the word of god and she accepted it and she lived it she put it into practice that's what jesus was saying on that occasion that if we want to be close to him so close to him that we can be called his relatives we have to listen we have to hear his word and put it into practice now this is what the blessed virgin mary did she received that word but she received that word in her immaculate heart so that heart that is without sin but that, but that might sound a bit negative you know when you when when we say mary was conceived without original sin and so there's something positive about it she who was conceived without original sin is the one who is full of grace which i've also considered those words of the archangel that's how he calls her full of grace ave maria full of grace so it's something positive <laughs> to be without sin it's not to be empty to be without sin is to be full of holiness and that's what we are celebrating so we are saying that she received that word in her immaculate heart so that then she could conceive him in her virgin's womb that womb that is pure spotless uh, that's that's where god the son is going to be conceived because he's going to receive everything we are as humans accept sin because sin is not part of who we are in fact it is you can look at our whole life as we are constantly struggling against sin and we that's why we go to our lady and we ask her for help that's why we go to the saints and we also ask them for help because sin is something that has entered into the world is something that has come into our nature and has has broken our nature and so jesus comes to repair that so then he comes to repair that he doesn't take up sin but he is going to suffer all the consequences of sin so he is conceived in in the virgin's womb and from there already our salvation has begun so this is the joy that we have been considering this is the joy we we already saw when when she went to visit her cousin elizabeth and already jesus was in her womb and but that joy was already transmitted to elizabeth and she was already filled with the holy spirit and sanctified john the baptist who was also in the womb now that's that's the immaculate womb of the blessed virgin mary that was prepared for the mission she was going to carry out to be the mother of of god and that's that's special <laughs> and that's why he, we we consider her then to be very special she is not just any other woman but she is that woman who was chosen by god to be the mother of of his son 
And then it speaks of her whole life, which is what we have been considering. That's why I like this prayer. It continues speaking of, of somehow the summary of her life. Standing beside the cross, she received the testament of divine love and took to herself as sons and daughters all those who by the death of Christ are born to heavenly life. In, in previous day, we, we, we saw how Jesus gave us his mother on the cross. Looking at her and looking at John, he says, Behold your son. And then looking at John, Behold your mother. He, he gave us Mary as our mother. Because that is what she is. She gives, she brings us forth into the life of grace. And that's, that's her mission. That's her life. And she continues to do that uh, even in heaven. And that's why the prayer also says, As the apostles awaited the spirit you had promised, she joined her supplication to the prayers of the disciples and so became the pattern of the church at prayer. What does Mary do? She's, she's praying. She's together with the church. She's not aside. She doesn't have a kind of a hidden side agenda. No, she, her, her work, her role as a mother is to be there, to unite all her children. That's what we see in the Acts of the Apostles. When the Apostles are waiting for the Holy Spirit, she's there with them in prayer. Mary is a woman who prays. In fact, we, we already see in this characteristic of the Feast of the Immaculate Conception of joy. Uh, what do we see Our Lady doing? Rejoicing. And it's the most beautiful prayer that we find in the New Testament. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit exalts in God, my Savior. It's usually called the Magnificat. That's a prayer of Our Lady, a prayer of thanksgiving, prayer full of humility, beautiful prayer of, of, of one who considers herself to be the handmaid, a slave girl, like the last person in the household. And yet, she is the mother of the Redeemer. So there she is. With, with all the apostles, and there she is waiting for the Holy Spirit, and there she's going to be filled by the Holy Spirit once again. We, we're going to read what happens at the, at the Incarnation, at the Annunciation, where the, the Holy Spirit overshadows her, and she conceives the Son of God. But now she's going to be filled by the Holy Spirit once again. What is she doing? She's there with the apostles in prayer. She's and, and so she has become the pattern of the church at prayer. That that has to be our life also, a life of prayer. So we want to be united to her. And then the the that preface also ends by speaking of after her whole life here on earth, she says raised to the glory of heaven, she accompanies your pilgrim church with a mother's love and watches in kindness over the church's homeward steps until the Lord's day shall come in glorious splendor. Uh, what does Jesus do after Our Lady has led such a faithful life here on earth? He takes her to heaven. And he takes her to heaven in almost the same way that he also went up to heaven. Jesus ascends into heaven with his body, with his glorious body. There they will be, the apostles will be there, they will see him going up. And in fact, that, that's how we see also the church, that's the image of the church. We are always there waiting for Jesus to come back. 
And the, the angels will be there asking the apostle, what are you doing here waiting, looking up? The same way that he went up, he will, he will come down. So we, we are always waiting for him to come back. We don't know when he will come back. It could be after many centuries, but we are always waiting for him to come back. There, Mary is with the apostles, waiting. But then she has also gone up. Jesus Christ has taken her up with her body. That immaculate heart, that immaculate womb has been taken up to heaven after a faithful life. And that way she also like follows her son and she also teaches us how our life is going to be. If we lead, if we strive to live a faithful life, to do what God wants, we also are going to be glorified. This, these are the words of, of St. Paul when he tells us that all those people that he had predestined, so although all those people that he had predestined even before they were born, all of us, the whole of mankind, he wants all men to be saved. He wants everyone to go to heaven. He's a good father who wants to be with his children, but he cannot force them. Those who do not want to be with him cannot be with him. But then, those who accept and they, they do his will, they strive to do his will, he sanctifies them, he glorifies them. So he prepares a place for them just to be with him. Because they have already been with him here on earth. That is, that is what Christian life is. It's, it's to be with Christ. It's not to do certain things. Of course, we do certain things, we attend certain ceremonies, we strive to fight against certain tendencies. All that is part of Christian life. But why do we do all that? To be with him. To be with Christ. Just like St. Paul was saying, for him to live is Christ. To die for him is also Christ. So he was a bit torn between living and dying because both for him were to be with Christ. That's the most important thing. And that's what we see then in Our Lady Right from that moment of the Immaculate Conception, you could say her, the beginning of her earthly life, what she does when she's made aware of what she's supposed to do, the way she does it, and then she's taken out to heaven. Body and soul, she's glorified because she has humbled herself. She has made herself to be the last. That's why she has become the first. Now, this is a pattern for us. It's, it's a model <clears throat> for us. Our Lady is both a mother and a model for all Christians so that we also want to be faithful. And, and, and we want to do everything that, that we do, that all our plans, our aspirations, our dreams, that they should be in accord with the will of God. That's why we want to ask him so many times, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because we know that a lot depends on whether we do his will. Many things, in fact, depend. This is how St. Maria, the founder of Opus Dei, used to put it. That many great things depend, don't forget it, on whether you and I live our lives as God wants. Many great things. Now, that's, that's the life of Our Lady, and we, we, we can see the fruitfulness of her life, but She's telling us, you also can be, you also can live that kind of life. If you are faithful, if you, if you strive to do the will of God, if you ask for help, if you learn to rectify, 
that she's, she's a good mother. She's always ready to help us to take those homeward steps until the Lord comes. So let us go to her then for intercession, thanking her because a, a woman who has been faithful should be praised. That's from the book of Proverbs that says, a faithful woman should be praised. Same as a faithful man should be praised. So praising her, thanking her for, for being faithful, and then asking her for help that we also may be good children of such a good father. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for us.